ladies and gents, and welcome to another episode of Dual Senses, a PlayStation podcast, where we give you our two cents on all things PlayStation. My name is Alex Wolf, and I'm here joined by the one, the only, Steven. I'm drawing a blank for a middle name, <laughs> Morrow. Steven, I'm drawing a blank, Morrow. <laughs> you can catch the show each and every usually Friday night at 9.30 Eastern time, but tonight <laughs> it's Sunday, 9.30 Eastern time. If Sunday, you can't catch the show live, Sunday. you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Of course, be sure to rate, review, follow, share, whatever the things you got to do to get us all over the place if you're listening. If you want the show to grow and want to show us a huge level of love, head on over to www.mtfproductions.com forward slash donate, where you can send a little of a dollar. So we can put that dollar to use and give you the best PlayStation podcast we can. Steven. Damn straight. What what if? What if one day Uh-oh. you tell you ask me if I'm ready? And I tell you no, and you say, because you know I'm always ready, you know I'm ready. I'm just joking when I say that. One day if I say it like, and you think I'm joking still. And you'll say, see on the flip side, and I'll just say no. That you start this show live, and I'm just not in the fucking feed. Like, what? <laughs> you just disappear? Like, like, I just, no, bitch, I'm logging out. Like, I just leave studio, not doing it. Like, <laughs> you know, that was a missed opportunity for the April Fool's episode. <laughs> like, I really like, We did record on April Fool's Day. We did. I didn't even, did, did we make a comment? I made a comment about it, didn't no? I? I don't there was think no so. comment at all? Huh, no. Strange. But yeah, no, I <laughs> I don't know why it just on me like I could leave studio right now and he'd have no fucking clue. He has no power over me. <laughs> After the little intro video, it's just like a it's blank. Just, it's just the wall. Just you, and you're like, where where'd he go? <laughs> I would have no choice but to keep going. Like I because <laughs> I'd be live. Like I would have no choice. Yeah, that would be great. Would and then he would just be watching in the distance, like <laughs> Yeah, like, oh man, that would be awesome. Anywho, <laughs> Stephen, we got some news this week. We got some news this morning. Yeah, uh, it's it's those... a good thing that we missed Friday actually because we got some massive news. I think. Yeah, for those who are not aware, today is uh, if you're not watching the show live, it's is Sunday, April 10th. Uh, we'll dive into a bit of what was announced this morning. But first things first, Stephen, we got some trouble. We got some big old trouble. Some real uh, trouble, my friend. Uh oh. Place users. Are, place, are reporting that PlayStation Classic titles such as Chrono Cross are expiring. This comes over from a Video Games Chronicle where they have gotten some recent reports that PlayStation users on the Vita and PS3 are trying to play classic PS1 titles um, that are not booting at all. They are hit with an expiration message saying that the game, hold on, let me pull up an exact quote here, um, now displays a decades-old expiration date. Will not boot after being downloaded. Um, let's see. This is harming them from playing games such as Final Fantasy VI, uh, Rune Factory, Oceans, and Unit Thirteen. Um, one Reddit user even claims that their entire PS Vita library has been made inaccessible. Uh, no comments yet as to what's going on or if there's an issue. Um, this is this is big deal. This is big big deal. Uh, now that we are on the heels, uh, on the cusps of the new PlayStation Plus launching in just a few months, and it it, it seems like they're trying to move it all on there to help 
drive people to using their PS4s and subscribing to these new uh, services, if that's the goal. I don't know if this is an actual like hiccup. Maybe it's a development process of getting this new PlayStation Plus rolled out. And you're like, oh, fuck, we made a mistake. We cut off a thing. We pulled a Gran Turismo. Um, like, damn. Honestly, like, I feel like this is just some, like, back-end bullshit. Because we know that they're getting ready to launch this huge revamp of PlayStation Plus. They're adding all of these new um, features and services. We know that it's intrinsically linked to PlayStation Classic titles. Which some of which are probably already on the PlayStation Store, like PlayStation One titles, things like that. Um, it, while it's probably not intended and it's definitely not good, uh, I feel like this is just some kind of a hiccup, like a technical issue where yeah. they're updating things and they're trying to like uh, do some stuff on the back end that's that's affecting some people's licenses because that's what it is. It's like an expired license for these different titles and that's linked to oftentimes playstation plus unit 13 was a playstation plus game uh almost every playstation one classic on the ps3 was released as a playstation plus game way back when um and a lot of those are playable on the vita um one mm -hmm. person was saying almost their entire vita library i would argue most of the vita library that's worth playing was free on playstation plus at some point yep. um so that's probably what we're seeing here is some kind of weird back-end license issue with license renewal where um, while they're updating the, for this new PlayStation Plus service. Um, hopefully they fix it. I think that they will. I think that they have to because people pay for this service, and if they have the service and they don't have access to the games that they you know, rightfully should have access to, then that's a big problem. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I, I think it's it's probably some temporary thing while they're doing some back-end PlayStation Plus updates. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. So we'll see what happens. This is developing. We haven't heard much else yet. There are people tweeting at the Ask PlayStation handle on Twitter, um, and no responses yet. So I imagine they're aware of it. I imagine they are may not reach, may not be responding because they're trying to fix it as quickly as possible. But we'll see. Hopefully we'll hear more positive news in the future. Have you played your Vita at all recently? Probably. Um, no, I charged it. Actually, I charged it up about a week or so ago with the intention of playing it. Cause the, my window of video game playing is usually like I'm laying down in bed and from like 10 to 10 30 to, to 11 o'clock, that's when I've been playing games. So like, whether it's my switch or my Vita, um, the other night my switch was dead. I'm like, Oh man, well I can play my Vita. And then my Vita was dead too. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I'm like, let me charge this. So when this inevitably happens again, I am ready to go. Well, uh, so a few days ago, I was playing my PlayStation Vita, and uh, I can say that I personally didn't have any issues. Like, I was able to play, it, it was just a stupid word search game, because I'm a loser. But still, <laughs> I didn't have any issues. Um, so this issue isn't affecting everybody, but um, also that word search game was not a PlayStation Plus title, so maybe that had something to do with it nor um, was it a ps1 title so that's it true. sounds like so far it's just yeah, but unit 13 was not a playstation one game and that was that's in the true article. so mm -hmm. uh that was a vita exclusive yep. that's actually that's kind of interesting that that would be affected i wonder if um that's a little hint of some vita games coming to the service 
Oh, I imagine so. Eventually. It'd be weird for them to talk about legacy, legacy, legacy. I mean, if we're getting PSP titles, why would we ignore the Vita? I mean... Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, that... Hold on. I'm sorry. That reminds me yeah. of something that I totally forgot to mention before we recorded. What's uh, that? A trophy list for a PlayStation 1 game has appeared online. It's for Tekken. And so... Like the original Tekken? Yeah. Okay, okay. And so um, trophies on PlayStation Classics with this new PlayStation Plus revamp, at least with PlayStation 1 games, high chance that it's a thing. Jesus Christ, my PlayStation just started talking. They added that voice activation thing. (laughs) Is your PlayStation on? I guess, yeah. I didn't realize. (laughs) And maybe I turned it on. Shut up. (laughs) She scared me. Oh she had. She does have a calm voice. Usually, I'm very nice to the little AI voices, but she just scared the shit out of me. Mm-mm-mm-mm. God. Anyways, uh, watch. She's probably deleting everything off my PS5 because I was an asshole. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah. So uh, I think there's a YouTube channel where they, uh, this guy goes over like really easy to platinum games and things like that. And it's like a very trophy focused YouTube channel. I think it's called Mm -hmm. bad driver or something, but um, he showed a video where it showed the trophy list. And um, it looks like at least according to him, I don't know what his source is, but according to him, PlayStation one games are all going to have, I think like 12 or 13 trophies. They're all going to be gold. And then there's a platinum. So uh, not as hmm. many trophies, but... But the, um, the, the ranking piece there of them all being... Uh, gold, yeah. Gold. And the, these Tekken trophies uh, look very time-consuming. One of them is, like, uh, finish 10,000 matches, um, play for, like, 500 hours or 50 hours. I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous. But, I don't know, maybe the matches are fast. I don't, I don't know. I didn't play the original Tekken. But that's a thing. I don't know the exact validity of it, but I saw it on this guy's uh, channel, and I've never seen any false information on his channel before. Uh, usually, he knows his shit, and he has like trophy lists ahead of anyone because uh, he like has all these contacts and stuff within the industry. So, kind of cool. I'm excited about that. Maybe not the tech yeah. one. It sounds like to me, but <laughs> uh, but yeah. Now we just need jumping flash. Oh, with Jesus. trophies. That's all that I need. No. If it's like play jumping flash 10,000 times, <laughs> I'd do it. I'm a madman. Give me that robo bunny with the fucking machine gun. <laughs> that game was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, sorry that uh, I was just reminded of that, but carry on. Steven, we mentioned uh, the ignoring the PlayStation Vita. Like, why would they do it? Jack mm-hmm. Tritton recently had an interview on Axios. Uh, he kind of re- revisited his time with PlayStation, what he's doing now, some of the experience, his highs and his lows. Uh, IGN and VGC did a bit of a transcribing, breaking down bits and pieces of the interview. And one of the things I found the most interesting was that he was talking about pl- PlayStation's habit of abandoning new technology that they kind of go for. So we've talked about this on the show where PlayStation gets some kind of initiative with something, whether it's 3D, motion controls, handheld gaming. Fucking wonder book. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> Tell you what. So I when our time at GameStop, I sold one and only one copy of Wonder Book. And it was because someone wanted to get a platinum trophy. And that, my friend, is how I met the one, the only, at Map, Matt Applegate Draws. Follow him on Instagram. That's how I met him because he was buying Wonder Book for his sister. Oh. And people say trophies <laughs> don't, don't sell games. <laughs> and that was the only reason he was doing it. I mean, to be fair, I'm pretty sure he also probably purchased Hannah Montana the game <laughs> for a platinum trophy. No shame. No shame. That's fine. Uh, oh, I, I think he felt it. some shame. But... <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, sir. So, talking about this moment, um, uh, Trent had a quote in here, and I'm reading it now. They were certainly technologies that I thought were good, but just didn't have the level of support they needed. He explains, talking about how some of them lacked the marketing budget they needed in needed in other support. Uh, so that that kind of checks. It's a small, brief quote, but um, he mentioned yeah. that after talking about. The um, PlayStation Vita, uh, PlayStation VR, um, and even talked about the, how the, the PSP was still certainly a success. They, neither of those ports or consoles or accessories, especially whatever you want to call the PSVR, notably did not have any marketing and support that we wanted to see, in, at least out the gate. Um, the Vita was an odd one because it had a very, very strong launch lineup, and then not long after support died. I it's, still think that's the strongest launch lineup of any console ever. Honest yeah, yeah it, it, it is. It is very strong. I mean, even the Nintendo Switch, when it launched, the, the biggest selling point at the time was just one game with Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. While yeah. a big game and definitely could take up some time, um, it is still just one title. Um, it's crazy to think about, and it's good to know there's some transparency where people who either worked or worked at PlayStation probably feel the same way, where they, you know, they're gung ho into this new tech space and it just seemingly dropped um almost a moment it's, it's almost doa um because it's just not advertised it's very poorly marketed or it's marketed like i think the vita's biggest selling point was its compatibility with the ps4 and the ps3 and it's like you're come on give it its own you know commercial even the 3ds had games that there were ads out for just the handheld itself it didn't have to be partnered with any with the Wii U or the Wii or the Switch. It was just this thing that existed. Here you go. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I do find it interesting that he specifically mentioned a lack of support uh, for what he thought was really impressive and viable technology, stuff like the PlayStation Vita and virtual reality. Um, one thing that's very strange, though, and maybe maybe this is reading into things a little too much, but Jack Trenton said that he wished that these products had more support, but he was the CEO. Couldn't he have made it so that they had more support? Like, don't you think he had some kind of poll? Um, and maybe resources were stretched a little thin. Uh, in that mm -hmm. same article, uh, he also mentioned the whole, um, uh, the online uh, PlayStation Network hack that happened while he was there and having to deal with that. Um, so, you know, maybe there were other things that took priority, um, but it, and and I can also understand looking back, like retrospect, uh, retroactively, um, on different things and kind of wishing that he would have done things differently. But um, what I don't understand though is like, even in the moment, people were saying that they wished that these things had more support, especially at the time the PlayStation Vita. 
Um, there, uh, there were very vocal people in the community, not right out the gate because it looked very promising right out of the gate. But then like a month or two in people were like, wait, now what? And it was kind of like, Oh, and then that just kind of continued until, uh, here we are. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> you gotta say it, Stephen. You gotta say it. Uh, the Vita is. It's dead. I don't like it's saying dead. it. It's dead, Stephen. People can't even play their fucking games on it, Stephen. They're getting expiration notices. That's just the PlayStation <laughs> Plus thing being updated. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I, I will not accept this. My Vita is alive. Playing those cross search or word search puzzles. Bunch of bullshit. It's about as live as your fucking newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> I still play Rainbow Moon on there. That's a great game. Ugh. Anyways, I, I I just think it's interesting that uh, it seemed like he wished that these products had more support and this technology had more support. But if there were anyone in a position to make that so, it would be Jack Trenton. Like, so... <laughs> I imagine there's some technicalities there. I mean, yeah, he's CEO, but I think he's CEO of PlayStation, which is st still just a subsidiary of the mothership that is Sony. So I imagine there were talks of like, hey, we need you to do this thing. And they're like, no. And they had to strategize and come up with things, especially on top of like still trying to push console sales, especially with the launch of the PS3. Um, the big selling point for the Vita at that time, it was a strong companion to the PS4. So it's just like, it's a companion. So it's not, it was treated as an accessory. Uh, trying to push PS4 sales for those who already owned a Vita. Um, the PS3 and the Vita, I mean, the PS3 was there for two different handhelds, the PSP and the PS Vita. And it was, you had some functionality with remote play. It's not nearly what it is today, but that's about as far as it got. I mean, the cool thing with um, the, what's it called? What's the word they had at the time? There was the cross buy, there was cross uh, play. And then, oh no, I'm thinking of, yeah, I'm thinking of that, but that was just for like Metal Gear. That wasn't yeah, well. It became it. it became a thing, but transfer like, it first, and then they it was cross save. Yeah, um, and then cross save, right. and then trophies pop in, you know, and which you know led to what we have now with the PS4, PS5 stuff, where you pop in a game that was arguably it led to what we have with the Switch. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I mean, I guess it started with the Wii U, but it was kind of Wii U was a we don't talk about the Wii U. <laughs> we don't talk about Wii U. No, no, no. We don't but, talk I mean, about Wii U. I can see that... It was our wedding day. For for Jack Tretton, it was probably a matter of like prioritizing different things. And I can totally mm -hmm. understand prioritizing the main console over a VR headset. Uh, especially if it's the first iteration of something, just kind of getting it out out the gate but I mean, you're um, the only one really participating in the console space <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but still uh letting wonder book go i think was a big failure uh that was a massive missed opportunity that's disgusting I mean, there's only one man to blame and that's jack tretton <laughs> or one woman with jk rowling <laughs> That was after. That, that had nothing to do with it after that. She had, but she had a hand in it. She wasn't supporting the She game. had the main selling point for Wonderbook. The only selling point, really, for Wonderbook. Yeah, and then after that, she, she... Which got a sequel. The Book of Spells yeah. got a sequel. Did it really? There were two, yeah. 
one focused oh. on creatures and one focused on potions and spells and shit. I think I'm I'm fairly. No, certain. I feel like I thought that was all just one book. Maybe the second was like canceled. I don't know. That's that's ancient history. I can't imagine that got very far past one. Um, now, Stephen. Oh well, hold on, hold on. We got we got one more little piece before we get to the big meat. Um, well, I've I've got two more. There's two more things. One of them yeah, but one things. one thing before the big meat. No, no, two more things before the big meat. Well, we'll do the first thing first, and then I I've got a thing. <laughs> okay, let's say I've only got four things on this list here. Um, that's fine. April's PlayStation Plus games are now available to download and claim. Uh, we're, we have right Hood, now. Outlaws, and Legends, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, Rehydrated, and Slay the Spire. This is a good, so this isn't like this bombastic list or anything. Like, this is some solid stuff. SpongeBob no, is, an easy, is, a, is an easy, fun game to play just to kind of like just cleanse your palate, just fuck around, do a quick, easy thing. And then Slay the Spire is just. While strategic and you can spend a ton of time into it, it is such an in, easy, mindless thing to just kind of do at the same time. Like, it is just a chill thing. Like, man, I want to conk out for half an hour. What can I play? And it's it's so easy to pick up and just go. That's the roguelike so with the cards and stuff, right? Yes, 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 yes. So you pick one of four characters, and it's deck building. So as you battle, you get new decks, and you can, like, choose a path as you are to go, very roguelike. Um, and... You can choose fight either a boss or go open a chest that may have money or some kind of reward in it or a smaller enemy. And you go that route and you it's you just kind of go on and on. And as you get certain uh, further with certain characters in certain ways, you open up more characters and more cards. It's a lot of fun, easy to waste your time into, definitely worth checking out. I think it's really the highlight of this list. Um, very, very beloved ND darling. Um, and then Hood Outlaws and Legends. This game looked really pretty when it first was announced, and so it, yeah, it actually looked kind of badass, wasn't it? Yeah. Announced during a PlayStation showcase or a state of play or a spotlight. I believe or so. It it was in some kind of announcement, um, and I feel like it kind of came out, and some people were about about were into it, and it's kind of like kind of quiet it down. It's an online multiplayer. Um, you play as multiple uh, rival gangs. Um, it's Robin Hood, so f fighting enemies, but you know, Robin stealing from the rich, giving to the poor, and whatnot. Um, there's a PVE mode where teams can control spawn points to recuperate as much gold as possible. There's a PVPVE mode uh, where you battle it out, but you're also trying to collect as much gold, gold while fighting uh, guards, which is all AI controlled. Um, so fun little online game to play with your friends. You can get a squad up together. You know, do some brutal killing. Save there's a game for the people. whole family with this PlayStation Plus lineup. I actually I like it. Yeah, it's got it's got a wide range. And then of course we've got SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Hot. Why did Bikini? I Battle what? for <laughs> Battle for Bikini Bottom? Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, <laughs> uh, the remaster of the PS2 game Battle for Bikini Bottom. Uh, platformer, goofy little story, beloved SpongeBob characters. You you know the drill. Easy platinum. Easy platinum. There you go. That's what that's on there for. So go yeah. for it. Do it. It's actually pretty satisfying. I, I like that game. It's pretty good. Okay, I heard it was pretty good back in the day, too. A lot of people appreciated. You know, there's a lot of underappreciated old, like, THQ, Nickelodeon platform games in that time that no one really talks about as much as they should be. Yeah. Um, that being one of them. There's also a, a THQ Nordic showcase, for those aware, 
uh, on Thursday, I believe, um, coming up. So check that out. Might see some more remasters of PS2, THQ, Nickelodeon games. So just spelling reminder there. All right, Steven, like I said, I got one thing on here, and I'm pretty sure we all know what the big meat is. But what is this other thing you got on here? What the fuck are you talking about? Okay, so I just needed to to make my peace with something. Okay? Okay. So the past two episodes, we've talked about the Gran Turismo 7 debacle, how the update broke the game, how they, uh, they're like going too heavy on the microtransactions and all of this. Um, and we were pretty harsh on the director of the game, his messaging, and uh, the contents of the update itself. Let alone the fact that it broke the game for a couple days, whatever. But mm-hmm. um, specifically on the subject of the microtransactions, um, I think I want to backpedal a little bit. Um, because I think we were a little too hard on Gran Turismo 7. And the reason for that is the microtransaction setup is almost identical to Gran Turismo Sport. And there was all kinds of people making a big fuss online about how uh, the, and we were too, admittedly, about how the, the price of the cars in game was going up while the rewards for the races and events was going down. Uh, however, all of these things were kind of fluctuating and changing while an update was still in progress. And that update has now completely gotten rid of the issue to where some events have now like four times the amount of rewards. There's a whole wide spectrum of different um, like credit rewards for events and things like that. Um, the car prices fluctuate with the market, just like in real life or whatever. But um, it's very, it, it's so similar to Gran Turismo Sport in the way that it's set up. Um, and there was no like real backlash back then um, that I, I think this is another example and I feel bad for having contributed to this, but I feel like it's another example of people making a big fuss over something that's not really a big deal, a complete misunderstanding. And I would even also reckon that most of the people who were upset about it were people who don't even play the game because a lot of the things that they were saying was a bunch of bullshit, honestly. Uh, it's just people afraid because microtransactions is such a triggering word and people are afraid of it. Um, but really, playing the game now that it's up and running again, which that was a problem. I admit that that was a problem. But in terms of like the contents of the update itself, playing the game now, it's fine. Like I I had a shit ton of credits. I bought a $2 million car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> zero real world dollars were spent other than obviously the price of the game itself. Um, so I think, again, we need to backpedal a little bit Personally, I think that I was too hard on Gran Turismo 7. I think the game is stellar, and I think that the update is fine now that it's actually all out. Okay. So, I so two things, because I, I, I have not played Gran Turismo 7, nor do I think I will. My biggest problem was the messaging. Now, two things. One, was this more upsetting to people because they were already given a product with the system they enjoyed, and then it was reverted back? to similar revert back to how Gran Turismo Sport performed. Is that justifiable? Because Gran Turismo Sport, as far as I'm aware, like their merchant system and how you purchase cars and how you earn and everything like that stayed relatively the same since launch. So it was like, you got what you got. You expect like, okay, cool. Is that where it may have been a problem for people buying this game because they came into one thing and then all of a sudden it was just changed 
just to reflect something older where it's like, well, fuck, why didn't you just like, what was the point of releasing it? This method only the backpedal. It sounds like they backpedaled on an idea. And so then in, hold on, let me answer the first one because I'm probably okay. going to forget it before. No, yeah, uh, yeah. So in Gran Turismo sport, there were updates that changed that, that made like little changes and alterations to rewards uh, from events and changed the values of cars. That was a thing that happened in Gran Turismo Sport. So that's something that, you know, fans of the series should have expected it. And another thing with Gran Turismo Sport um, is pretty much every month they were adding, like, entire campaigns worth of new races. Like, there would be, like, 10 or 12 new events added every month that would have, like, all kinds of different new rewards. Some of them would be actual cars. Some of them would be just, you know, credits in the game, um, different helmets and shit. Uh, and that's something that we see with this new update for Gran Turismo 7 as well, uh, where, yes, the things are, are fluctuating or anything, uh, but I think that this update actually is an improvement on what we had at launch with Gran Turismo 7. It just, there was like a weird stutter. There were like a few days in between where, uh, you know, the, the whole shutdown happened with the server, and then the update mm -hmm. actually came out. Uh, because the update that they did after the server got all messed up mostly just fixed that issue. That was like their main priority was let's get the game running again. And then they <laughs> released the content update that they originally planned. So it's almost like, yeah, for like a week, maybe it was kind of shitty, but it's because they were fixing a vital issue and then they got the content out that they wanted to get out. And I, I do think the messaging, uh, to touch on one of the things that you said, um, I do think the messaging seemed a little passive aggressive. Um, but I also think because it was text on a screen on the mm -hmm. internet, um, people read into it with the frustrations that they already had. So they read it in the tone that they kind of felt. Perceived it in. So, yeah, because in the last paragraph, and this is something that I personally was also upset about, where it seemed like he was like, hey, shut up, sit down and wait. Um, it seemed like that's what he was saying, but yeah. I mean, also he was saying, Hey, just, you know, just calm down and wait a little bit and you'll see what's going on. He probably didn't want to give specifics at the time later. He did, but he didn't want to give specifics at the time, probably because he didn't know exactly what they would be able to, uh, Do actually get out in the next. Time. Yeah. Cause like what's worse people getting upset about making a promise and then breaking it or leaving the details vague and then filling it in later. So. Mm -hmm. So, and then the next question would be, you mentioned how uh, eventually it seemed like the rewards would be lightened, um, but the values of the cars would go up. But now as you're playing, the rewards are actually a lot higher with the new campaigns and things of that nature going on. Do you think that was the original plan? Or do you think they upgraded the amount in response to how people were upset about being told that essentially it would be harder to earn credits in the game and this was them making up like okay yeah that maybe that scale's a little too big maybe we should bump it up and give some more rewards based off of the events we're gonna have so some of the events did have a decrease in rewards okay. and some of them had an increase and the the difference that like some of them had a kind of dramatic decrease and some of them had a very dramatic increase um so it kind of happened in both directions depending on the event uh, okay. 
there's a lot of races in this game. Like there's, I think it was like, what is it like 90 something variations on tracks? Like there's a lot of different things going on. Um, and each one of them has its own event or mission or, you know, license test or whatever the fuck. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, so, uh, maybe the, the increased rewards might've been in response to some of the things that, that people were saying, uh, but also included in the update were entire new events and game modes that, um, are not quite the same as other events in the game. Like there's hour long endurance races and there's like entire, like big events with like different structures to how they work and everything and i feel like that kind of update wouldn't have been able to be done in a week like they would have to you know test and make sure that it worked and all these different things balance it correctly um and that was something that was designed to allow people who want to play the game to play the game and grind out larger rewards without feeling like they're grinding out larger rewards because there's unique events focused on that instead of doing the same low level event over and over and over again, where you go around an oval track, which is what people were doing in order to farm credits to get trophies. Um, so I think it was kind of a response to player data and how people were playing the game, uh, where the director and probably the team at Polyphony Digital wanted to create modes that kind of uh, fulfilled a need from the players and kind of went along with the way that they were playing uh, based on data that was collected. So, I mean, because th this was like a month. It it's been, I think it's been, yeah, like a month and a week since the game launched. Um, so, you know, within the first week, they probably saw a lot of data of how people were playing the game. And it's safe to assume that within the first week, the people playing are the hardcore fans. So they're the ones who are going to be trying to do all of the events, get all of the cars, get all of the trophies. Um, so seeing how people play the game and then try, trying to meet their needs with different modes and things, I think makes sense. And a month of development time versus a week of development time, uh, for a whole new mode, I feel like a month makes a lot more sense than all oh, this is just a response to backlash from this one update. So I, I mean, but I don't know, there's no way for me to confirm this. Uh, but I just, I feel like maybe, uh, I was a little bit too sensational and frustrated uh, when we first covered the Gran Turismo 7 update. And I just wanted to, you know, kind of soften it a little bit. I still think that it's inexcusable that the whole server issue happened and that the game was unplayable for basically two days. Um, I think that that's pretty bad. But as far as the content of the update, I think, I, I, I don't think anything malicious is going on. I don't think this is to try to milk people for microtransactions. Um, I think it's, it's all, it seems very reasonable from my perspective as somebody who literally cannot stop playing this game. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, I mean, it sounds like, you know, they're making good on their word and getting it back to what they wanted it to be. And I mean, maybe we're, we were too hard. Um, like you said, people get reactions, they're perceiving it as one fashion and they're like oh, hey, this is they're pissed off so they're reading it pissed off you know so perception is reality all that good stuff steven it's time for the big meat 
So I'm gonna tack on a bit. I'm gonna tack on to this big meat. I'm gonna give it a little bit of sauce. You know what I mean? We're gonna have it. This is a big steak. We're gonna add some good steak sauce to this bad boy. We're gonna have the Worcestershire, the A1, whatever you want to put on there. It's gonna have it. Oh, how did you say that? Worcestershire, 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 Worcestershire sauce. Whatever you know what I fucking meant, (laughs) Stephen. This morning, at some point in the day, because Japan's in a different time zone, there was a twenty. Was it 25th? 20th anniversary? 20th. 20th. 20th anniversary of Kingdom Hearts event held in Japan. During this event, multiple things were announced. One of them, there was a, a new uh, a new ending or episode added on to the Union Cross game um, or whatever that other mobile game is. There was a new Kingdom Hearts Missing Link game coming out to iOS and, and Android coming out at some point. That looks like a full-fledged Kingdom Hearts game on your phone. So that looks pretty cool. Uh, but but the big and Steven. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts 4 was announced and we had gameplay footage. Yeah. That blew my mind. Uh, Steven, did you watch the trailer? Yes. Yes, I did. All right. So in this trailer, we see Sora waking up in some kind of apartment. Uh, and this new, the Qualdracom or whatever they call this new area uh, with a the girl quant- who was. Quantatum? Quant. I get Quantaint. Quad taint, the quad quadratic taint, the quadratic taint, the quadratic formula. Uh, hold on, let's see here. What's the name of the area? Come um, no, no, the quadratum, quadratum, quadratum. There we go. Um, I was close. So, this, I got I got some details here from uh, VGC. So it first it marks the beginning of the new epic new storyline called the Lost Master Arc. Obviously, I believe Sora never quite received the title of Keyblade Master, but there's also, if you played Kingdom Hearts 3, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. There is a Lost Master who's kind of like orchestrating the whole fucking thing, and we don't know who he is or what he's been doing. We just know he's got this box. Um, As if anyone plays Kingdom Hearts for the story. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. You're there for the Disney characters and the flashy combat. That's real. Uh... So you got that going on. Sora wakes up in this apartment with this girl who is in one of the other previous uh, side Kingdom Hearts games that no one ever played. Um, then this gigantic fucking heartless ship burst out in this city, and Sora's doing his flashy shit. He's got his Keyblade doing whip-like things, and he's bitch-slapping this thing with his Keyblade. And then we see Donald and Goofy in the darkness, probably looking for Sora, talking. And then you see a blue flame dabble on, someone talking in the background. And the blue flame's all... People are like we don't know who this is. Oh, come the fuck on! It's goddamn! It's Hades, really? Come on! It's gotta Jesus. be Hades. He's the only like, one who has the blue and red flame. Yeah, and it, it's just so. Fucking and the voice, obvious. even like, though it was in Japanese, the voice was kind of it was Hades esque. It, it was it was sassy. It was sassy. All right, it, it was fucking Hades. People saying we don't know. It's all the speculation. Like, oh Jesus fucking Christ! All right, you didn't play anything. Um, but watch it be Merlin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Merlin's like. <laughs> And he's just mad. Like he's fucking over it. Hundred old dance in the high time. <laughs> he's like, well, I got this book, but book. the pages are missing. What the fuck? Like you guys fixed it and you ripped it up and you threw it out again. And you're fixing it again. Fucking kids. Drop um, a poo in Halloween Town. <laughs> <laughs> Drop a poo. <laughs> I don't know why, but I didn't think of like Winnie the Pooh when you said that. So I'm just thinking someone's just taking a big shit in Halloween Town. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Who's shitting my, my pumpkin? 
Who shit in my pumpkin? Jack Skeleton is just pissed off going around. Just being his the pumpkin being put the pumpkin on has no idea. So there's shit it's all shit over rolling. his face. <laughs> What's this? What's this? Oh my god, it's shit. <laughs> oh my god, make it happen. <laughs> Write it, print it, copy it. If, if that's not in Kingdom Hearts 4, I'm going to protest. I'm going to go it's to watch a fucking terrible TV. game. Um, <laughs> so this game was announced. We get more in development, of course. It could be years before you see this. Gameplay is there, so that's cool. Um, it looks very similar to what we had with Kingdom Hearts 3's gameplay with the command system and the HP bar and the drive bar, look, or the EX gauge. Uh, it looks the same. Uh, it's hyper-realistic, so Sora looks more like a 12-year-old than he ever has. Um, his big feet are gone. That, that's, that's neat. Um, he's got regular-looking shoes. <laughs> what if that's on the back of the box as a feature? <laughs> big feet, no longer here. Um, we got some Organization 13 members, or you know, people wearing the Organization cloaks at least in there. So, Stephen, watching this gameplay, I... I was a little upset, and upset. this is here's why. I was a little upset with the gameplay because one, I, I I know it's early development, so it's easily changed in the next fifteen years before this game comes out. Mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts three, it felt like whenever anything was happening, and Sora wasn't running on flat ground, like on the earth, not a flat surface, but on the earth, he was okay, fine, it makes sense. He's running like a normal human being, but the moment he started doing any kind of platforming or running on walls, or whatever. The motherfucker looked like he was not actually walking on the wall or running or anything like that. It was almost as if he was just like gliding, like walking on air. Yeah, like and it was just awkward. Like he's clearly yeah. running up the building. Like he's not flying up the building. He's running, but it feels as though he's still like running like a fucking galloping horse up this thing, but not actually touching the ground. And I'm like, I don't understand why that's any different. Like it would make sense if he was gliding, like actually gliding. But they're doing this weird cross mix thing, and it like the frame rate gets weird and choppy, and it looks like that gameplay mechanic, or at least that functionality, that engine build, is still going into this game. And I'm like, what? Yeah, don't, I think don't, that's don't, a, come on. I think that's an animation issue where the running loop, the animation loop, um, because they're going for like a more like animated look where yeah, it's more bouncy and like stretchy. Um, it, it looks a little weird on a flat surface, but it makes a little bit more sense. And then once the camera perspective changes or the orientation of the character changes or the speed of the character changes, then it gets mm-hmm. all fucked. It's like weird, slippy, slidey or weird, glidey. That's so bad, though, because so many yeah. games do that and they do it well. And then for some reason, like, that's what what I don't understand about it is this. Like, that shit, like, that has happened in other previous Kingdom Hearts games, like, one and two. And it was just fine. Final Fantasy VII Remake is one of them. Works just fine. But for some reason, 3, and now so far, Kingdom Hearts 4 just can't figure it out. And I don't know why. <laughs> that was <laughs> like, his takeaway from Kingdom Hearts 4 reveal was... And like, why he runs up game? buildings weird? No, it's just like, it, it just looks like butt. I'm like, okay, cool, the models are pretty and the environments look good, but he runs like a fucking idiot. Like, I don't get it. Like, why is it... Let's be honest, Sora has always ran like an idiot. He's always jumped like an idiot. This yeah, fucking wedgy ass. <laughs> I just, We're just, I just shitting on this though. game. <laughs> I, I, it's it doesn't look good, and I want it to be good, and it just this doesn't look like the preview I wanted. Like they could have just left it all cinematic. I did not want to see this gameplay because I left heartbroken. <laughs> but this wedgy ass left me heartbroken. <laughs> Where's those big feet? <laughs> Whirly goof, <laughs> Steven. 
Here comes the sauce, my friend. Oh no! You, okay, that wasn't the remember? sauce. No, that wasn't the sauce. Okay. That that was that was the meat. That was my perspective on the meat. It it came out well done, not medium rare. <laughs> All right. So, Stephen, do you remember? Uh, let's think. It was September of 2021. The Nvidia GeForce Now leak. What? So Nvidia. Oh 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 yeah 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 yeah. The, yeah. Like all the games and almost all of them have been now confirmed. So it's Kingdom Hearts Four was on there. Was one of these games? Okay. Yeah. So I, I did some research and I pulled up a list of some more speculative titles. Now the point for those who can't remember, there was a massive leak in early September from Nvidia GeForce Now, which is a streaming service for, for Nvidia where you stream games. Um, there was a big, big leak where it leaked a bunch of games that were potentially coming to PC. Um, now, so what are all the ones time, that are still coming? Uh, well, so I'll kind of go so the, to feed into this, so people are like, "Oh, well, who cares? It's a leak. It's probably this rumor and shit." No, a lot real. of these games were then announced officially by their respective publishers, some within a week after this happened, um, and it's still going. So, games like uh, Art Razor Renaissance was a remake that was then released. It was it was on the list as Act Razor remake. So there's that, um, and that came from Square. So it's there's no reason Nvidia would just like, oh, we're expecting this. This like, come on, they knew, um, and that's what happened. There was also code names for Fable um, that were on there, and then Fable was announced. Destroy All Humans Two was on this leak, came out. Uh, God of War coming to PC was on this leaks list. Grand Theft Auto Remastered Trilogy on this leaked list. So there is a lot of validity in this list. Now I pulled this list from pcgamer.com. This was posted back in September of 2021. So things are a bit dated, but here we go. So games that were published by Sony that have that were on this list coming to PC. Demon Souls, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, which happened, Gran Turismo 7, Helldivers 2, Horizon Forbidden West, Ratchet and Clank, Returnal, Sackboy Big Adventure, Uncharted Legacy at these collection. So going further, we got we have Square Enix. There's a Chrono Cross remaster confirmed on its way out here soon. Final Fantasy VII remake coming to PC. We already knew that. Final Fantasy IX remake. Haven't heard anything. Final Fantasy Tactics remaster. Kingdom Hearts 4, which is here. A new strategy game, which was announced at the last state of play, if you remember. Um from Square, right on top of that uh the other Valkyrie game. Um, Tomb Raider 25th Anniversary 2021. We now know there's a new Tomb yep. Raider game coming from Christopher Dynamics using Unreal Engine 5. And then an unannounced card game too. Probably a was the uh, sequel of the Voice of Cards game. Boom. There we go. Take 2 as Bioshock 2022. Then an RTX remaster. XCOM 3. Sega with Endless Legend 2. Judgment. Shimigami Tensei 5. Total War 9. And then EA, Warner Brothers, yada, 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 Capcom, Capcom on there, Street Fighter 6, here we are. Uh, Microsoft, Gear 6, Halo, Halo 5 Guardians, and then Bandai Namco with Tekken 8, Konami with Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 coming to PC. Um, uh, so we, you know, there's all the speculation of Konami doing a big thing of remastering 2 and 3 anyway, so this would be a thing. Um, I think those are remakes. That, yeah, that's what this is saying on this list is that we VGC reported back in October of 2021 that Konami was planning big comebacks from Metal Gear and Castlevania and remasters of two and three 
are looking like that's going to be a big thing. And again, these are all games that they're expecting to come to PC. Some of these games haven't been announced yet, so it's con- it's con- it's well to assume that some of these games we expect to just happen. Like they're coming out on PC. Safe You're to say, forgetting a big consoles. one. You're forgetting a big one. Talk about time splitters. Wait, that was on the list. Yeah, time splitters two remastered was on this list, along with Crisis Four. Titan Quest 2, Wreckfest, City Skylines 2, Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fueled, all those games on this list, and there's a THQ Nordic stream happening Thursday, Steven. Time Splitters. If Time Splitters comes out, it's going to change the world. Time Splitters was <laughs> better than any other first person shooter ever made, ever, ever. Honest to goodness, same team behind GoldenEye. GoldenEye changed the world, but everybody fucking forgot about Time Splitters. But they invented zombies mode in first-person shooters. You could play as a monkey, a ninja monkey, a cyborg monkey, a zombie monkey, and you could also play as a snowman. Was there a snowman monkey? Uh, no, but the snowman Game was shit. a magic carpet. In the stream, Steven, it's done. Garbage. <laughs> Anyways, I I was actually referring to Mirror's Edge. Um, I forgot that Time Splitters was on the list. And Mirror's Edge is on the list, but it's listed as an RTX upgrade, so it's just upgraded to run better on P on PC. Not a sequel, oh, not a true ground for the make. Yeah, never mind. Because I think a I actually think that a reimagined Mirror's Edge as sort of like a live service, ever evolving city with like factions of runners doing parkour would be really fucking cool. But yeah. Anyways. Um, wow, time splitters. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I mean, this while this doesn't necessarily pertain too much to the Kingdom Four, Kingdom Hearts Four announcement, but this is this is big. This is a big, big deal. So if we know, I mean, you can't fuck up. Like we all knew, Kingdom Hearts Four was happening at some point. Did we think it was happening this soon? God no. Nor did we think we would see an announcement this soon. Um, well, like so. To be fair, when we first saw gameplay of Kingdom Hearts Three. Uh, it was kind of similar to the gameplay that we see now with Kingdom Hearts 4, where it's Sora running, he was running through, I think, Traverse Town or Twilight Town or whatever, and there was that, like, weird wave of Heartless that were following him, and then he was, like, sliding, he was, like, surfing and hitting them. Um, it also looked a little janky and empty, kind of like this Kingdom Hearts 4 reveal. So, um, yeah, I think it was still, like, a year or two after we saw that gameplay reveal before we got kingdom hearts 3 oh so kingdom hearts 3 yeah i'm still here can you hear me okay i just uh someone called me and of course my laptop was like i'm gonna prioritize the phone call uh but anyway so i think if we if we translate that to this timeline uh Mm -hmm. for kingdom hearts 4 i think we still got like a year or two before the game actually comes out we'll definitely see more um Maybe in so, the relatively put, near future. In perspective, Kingdom Hearts 3 was first announced June 10th of 2013. That gameplay, let's see, when was first? I'm talking about that, that Twilight Town thing where there's like the, the wave of Heartless. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can, when that first gameplay was Kingdom Hearts 3. Well, while you're looking that up, I'm going to shout out to CC. Hello, CC. Thank you for tuning in. Um, CC says, that they're excited to see new worlds and that they were conflicted with kingdom hearts 3 i i'm right there with you on kingdom hearts 3 um, i was very excited for kingdom hearts 3 
and I was kind of just, I felt very meh at the end of it. And I was like, most of this game, I did not enjoy playing. Um, so I'm, I'm a little less excited about Kingdom Hearts 4 because of that, but, um, I'm still probably going to play it. I, I love me some, some Disney, especially some like hot topic Disney. Uh, and that's what Kingdom Hearts is all about to me, at least. Like, I don't give a fuck about the story anymore. I used to, but now I, I don't understand it. I'm just in it for the hot topic Disney. Let's see. Um... Kingdom Hearts 3 gameplay. If I've got this right, the first time... I think it was like at Tokyo Game Show. It was at... E... The first gameplay of Kingdom Hearts 3 was... Yeah, okay, I have to say, I could have sworn it was when we saw the fucking roller coaster and Sora was fighting the Rock Titan from Hercules. Yeah, now no, it's I, 2018. Before, before then, I thought we saw... Him like running, or maybe it was after that. There was like a thing with him running through Twilight Town and fighting like a, a tidal wave of Heartless. But anyways, that was way. after. Yes, that was okay. after. The first thing so, we saw was the Titan, him fighting that, and then uh, a couple, and then Toy Story being featured because Toy Story was like the big fucking. Whoa! Oh, it's Pixar. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, I I thought that this this gameplay kind of reminded me of that initial gameplay reveal for kingdom hearts 3 um and that's not good though because that was janky um, and kingdom hearts 3 gameplay was still as much as well, i yeah, still, this I still is, this is the game, game this janky. is a game that's still that's still years away um presumably still years away uh but like one thing so there are two things that i noticed um big time uh so first of all uh <coughs> they they're <laughs> definitely going for a more realistic look which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Like the proportions of the characters a little different. We talked about Sora's shoes being fucking normal for once. Are you okay? Are you dying? Yeah, it's all water wrong. It's killing me. Okay. Uh, your you face is turning all red. I'm tearing you up. Get some high I'm blood. Fine. I'm right. good. I know. I, I get emotional with Kingdom Hearts too. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, um, so the realistic look and the different proportions for the characters, that was kind of interesting. It threw me off because at first I didn't know if we were looking at Sora or one of his many fucking weird clones or nobodies or somebodies or whatever the fuck. Um, nobodies but, or somebodies? What the fuck? Yeah, there's you know, the nobodies, the somebodies, the heartless, the heartful. Um, uh, yeah, the that's going to be the new list. enemy type for this one. There's going to be Wouldn't the somebody. Wouldn't the heartful just be the regular people, though, because they already have their hearts? Yeah, but not in Kingdom Hearts. They're going to make it fucking complicated. Oh, There's going to be the somebodies and then the heartfuls. The heartfuls are just somebodies and hoodies, not cloaks or robes or whatever, like Organization 13. So there's going to be hoodies, jackets, cloaks. It's going to be a whole fucking mess. And there's going to be zippers everywhere. And Anyways, keys. Can't forget, can't, don't forget about the keys. Zippers, keys, keyholes in weird places. Tarzan's going to come out of nowhere and go, hee hoo, hee hee ha. I miss that. Uh, <laughs> all the things to miss <laughs> anyways um and the fucking sea salt uh, ice cream that's right yeah we need sea salt ice cream uh but uh so the realistic character proportions are kind of interesting it definitely gives me like final fantasy 15 vibes uh with the way the characters are looking now uh just a little bit softer i guess but i wonder the environment change with the world because you're in the, 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 yeah, possibly. Well, that's what I was going to say. The environments in this game look 
stunning, like almost photorealistic at times, like kind of in a sterile, you know, like minimalist future kind of way. But sterile? Uh, yeah, sterile. Like everything was clean and shiny. There was a city with shiny cars. It reminded me a lot of that, um, the Matrix tech demo that was released for PS5, um, yeah. where everything looked like so perfectly real that it's like, oh, well, this isn't real because it's too it's too perfectly shiny and, I don't know, clean. Um, simple mm -hmm. and clean, basically, is the new art style. You're uh, fucking disgusting and horrible. <laughs> God. A lot of buildup for that. But when they showed, briefly, they showed sort of like a, a jungly or like a woods, like a forest scene with very mm -hmm. nice water effects, um, the light trickling through the trees. Some fun guy. Nice. Yeah, some fun guy, some not some not so fun guy in the corner. Um, but speaking of not so fun guys in the corner, um, there was what some people are claiming uh, a little Easter egg in that little forest scene where in the corner you can see it looks like a little metallic thing. It's like it comes down uh, almost like a metallic pillar and then it's like kind of circular. And people think it's the leg of an ADAT or an ATAT -AT or whatever the fuck from Star Wars. And people have I like think you just called it an ADAT. Pisses me off, but all right. And whatever. Uh, I'm not a Star Wars fan, but people are now speculating because they saw this. I've heard it called an ADAT before. Yeah, uh, by children and people who don't understand or respect the lore. The only people who give a fuck about Star Wars are children, okay? They're children or children at heart. And I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. So you're just a dipshit for calling it an ADAT. What? Yeah. You're just a child. How's, how's that a man child? Feel? You're right. I'm a child at heart because I like fucking Star Wars. And I know it's called an ATAT. -AT. Makes me feel at 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 attacked right now. I am at attacked. You see right. me like looking at you. I'm looking. I'm looking in the camera, not at the screen. At the camera. I want I you to look it. at me in my eyes. I can feel it. That was disgusting, and you should be ashamed of that joke. Anyways, lots of people. Uh, speculating Star Wars joining the Kingdom Hearts universe that might also justify the more realistic art style, especially if they're going to be bringing in Star Wars and Marvel um, and some more like live action series and things like that. Um, so kind of interesting. This is something that people have been speculating for a long time with Kingdom Hearts. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of people expected to see it with Kingdom Hearts 3 and then we didn't. I feel like they kind of have to do that, um, especially after the mixed response to kingdom hearts three um but i don't know i don't know how i feel about this because it doesn't seem as magical or special as it used to be um but i'm definitely gonna play it uh once i hear that sappy piano and those beautiful vocals talking a bunch of nonsense um but it still gets stuck in my head uh, once i hear the theme song i know that i'm gonna start crying and buy the game so I don't want Marvel. I don't want Star Wars in it. I think... Done. I don't want it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't necessarily want it, but I think we're going to see it. Just because... I, I, I think it's it's bad. I want... There are so many other... Especially Marvel. Okay, there's enough going on with fucking Marvel stuff, and they have built this entire universe. I, I, I don't need... Well, Kingdom Marvel's Hearts already in technically there. in Kingdom Hearts. Big, big hero six shit, but not a lot of people know that or pay attention to it. Um, 
I don't want them fucking with that whole thing. They got their own thing going on. Like, yeah, it's under the Disney umbrella, but I don't need them touching it. Like, they, at that point, they might as well put Indiana Jones in that shit for no goddamn reason. I don't want it. It's not needed. I don't need Sora because all he's going to do, I'm going to expect a cool lightsaber. He's going to get a really dumb looking lightsaber. It's going to look like a fucking key still. I don't want it. With it's fucking wedgy ass jump. There's plenty of other Disney worlds that have been left unexplored or hell, even like storylines in Disney worlds that had just been totally unresolved still from where they just kind of like abandoned it. Like we don't know. Sleeping Beauty stuff with Maleficent still kind of up in the air. Hades is back for the fucking fourth time. Like, <laughs> like well, good lord. We're assuming it's Hades. But yeah. Oh, it totally fucking it, it has to be Hades. Yeah. I'm assuming my ass. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how it how it turns out, nonetheless. Um it's yeah, definitely yeah. it it was a surprise seeing it revealed. I wasn't expecting it this soon after Kingdom Hearts three, even though it's it's been a little bit, but still it's Kingdom Hearts we're talking about. It's fucking yeah, it's been three years. Uh but yeah, I think the biggest thing was I don't know, the art the art change was interesting to me. Um but yeah, still kind of curious. Um, I don't think we can expect this game for another like two or three years. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I also imagine it's probably going to be built. I don't think they'll use Unreal Engine 4. I think now that 5 is out and everyone's claiming, now we're building an Unreal Engine 5, I think this will follow suit. Um, so I imagine not only uh, three years, I'm with you there. I don't think we'll see it in two. I think it's too far out, especially since we got such a bare bones gameplay video um mm-hmm. yeah i yeah do you Not think this could be a current gen exclusive that far out yes that far out i don't see at that point ps4 it xbox is weird because a lot of their games are just there's no just this i haven't seen just a true xbox series x or s title the games have still so far been available. I don't think we'll see it on PS4, but I imagine it'll probably find some kind of way to be on Xbox One. Um, and then three years later, it'll be a cloud version on Switch. That'll run like ass. Yeah. And people will still fucking play it. Oh, because... and then obviously PC. It'll also hit PC, according to the yeah. link. So. I wonder if that was right. Kingdom collection on PC. I think that it already is. Yeah, it's already on PC. It just happened. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Real fast. Uh, so Davin writes in and says that he's getting excited for Atomic Heart. Um, is that the one, the one game with the trailer that had like the robot, and it's like a weird sci-fi thing? It's kind of like if Bioshock were also like future. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Um, is that that one game? I'm trying to remember what it is. I can just look up a picture. I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I was saying it's an it's game club game. Yeah, uh, yeah. I saw the trailer for that and I thought it looked amazing. Uh, and it 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 looks fucking cool. Uh, it, it it's giving me kind of Bioshock vibes personally, uh, especially with like the different abilities um, and things like that. But the the release date trailer a release window trailer was really well done the only thing is the lip syncing was was kind of awkward um but other than that that game looks really cool 
I'm excited for that one too, Davin. But yeah, I think that's I think that's everything. Is that do we have that's everything? Else? No, not everything. everything. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining in on the show. This has been Dual Senses a PlayStation Podcast, where we give you our two cents on all things PlayStation. If you're a fan of the show, be sure to like, comment, share, review, subscribe, all the things. Again, if you want to see the show grow and send us a huge level of love. Head on over to www.mtfproductions.com forward slash donate. We can donate as little as a dollar. But thank you for watching. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thank you. Love, love, love.